I feel like the epitome of that was when COVID started and we all got an email from every single or entity we had ever done business with. I couldn't find any that were in favor of COVID, though. They were all anti-COVID. I mean, I felt like the, the bias was really strong back then. We were all pretty much unified in our feelings about COVID for, like, one minute. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, yeah, that was, like, a really interesting example of kind of everybody feeling the need to say something when, in fact... There was nothing to say. Often there was no need to say anything. Like, what would you say? You're like, we take this seriously... We are worried about your safety to the utmost level. You who once bought a ballpoint pen from us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You who receives web services from us. Hi, I'm Joe Beale, the founder and CEO of Microcosm Publishing. I'm also the author of A People's Guide to Publishing, which distills what I've learned from selling millions of books over the past 28 years. I'm Ellie Blue, the Vice President of Microcosm. We started this podcast to share what we've learned with newer publishers so you can learn from our mistakes. Or maybe you just want to learn about the publishing industry. This week, we're going to talk about current events. And how should publishers respond to them or deal with them? Or should you at all? Yeah, how do you interact with current events? So, you know, this is... It's interesting because... This is sort of like we're living in the era where businesses feel the need to engage and say funny things like, you know, endorsing or failing to endorse. Silence is endorsement, uh, <laughs> but it's a, the to, wrong endorsement. Everyone needs to make a statement about everything in this era on social media. I feel like that gets more interesting when it comes to like political current events or like um, very loaded current events that are controversial. Like right now, the um, situation in Israel and Palestine is what everyone's talking about. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, and so that's a good one too because. This is a situation that's been ongoing for 75 years, and there's not, I don't know, I mean, in a certain sense, not a lot is different or changed, because this is the same thing that's been going on more or less that entire time, but, (laughs) you know, this, you would not know that if you were visiting from another planet and just saw the social media feeds about it. And I think there is a lot of, like, pressure, both internal and external, for companies to take a strong stand either on the side of Palestine or on the side of Israel and against the other side, and that's really interesting. Um, I mean, there's nothing wrong with taking a stand. Like, we... I think it's pretty obvious to anyone who's seen Microcosm's catalog you know, what stand we would take. Right. But we definitely debated long and hard before we, like, made a post saying, like, this is what we believe. Um, And we ended up actually not doing exactly that. Like, we ended up writing... We ended up writing policy guidelines for ourselves for these situations as a result of this. Right, because it's not so much, like, you want what you believe to be fairly self-evident and obvious. Mm -hmm. You don't want to have to make a statement about to clarify your views because then it's the terrible situation where you're like what is Nestle's view on child labor? Oh wait I think I know that one but what is Nestle's view on the Israeli-Palestine conflict? And you're like do I need to know that? Like, 
<laughs> and know. I mean, anyone kind of looking through our catalog could be like, oh, look, they have a button that says Free Palestine. They have zines about various liberation movements. They also have a bunch of stuff that's like against anti-Semitism and hate speech and that's sort of like interrogating, you know, like the plight of Jewish people in history. Like we have, I would say, a pretty strong point of view that doesn't necessarily put us on a side. Right. Well, like we have a more complicated, nuanced point of view, I would say. Like we, you know, we have a lot of books about like Jewish culture and history and we have a lot of stuff about you know, historical oppression and, you know, liberation movements, as you said. And, you know, I guess, I, you know, I, and it's, it's interesting because I think the thing that really changed in 20 years is that back then, and I still have some friends like this today, when you say, you know, this issue is pretty clear cut, like genocide is bad, you don't want anybody whose entire political platform is we have to kill all of the other people because you know that inevitably just that doesn't end well and but 20 years ago you know people like felt like the issue was so complicated and uncomfortable that they didn't want to take sides or they didn't want to have a point of view expressed you mean people at microcosm I, yeah, I'd say people like employees, the public, like people weren't at that time coming to us for information or to better understand the issues. They were just kind of like expressing their discomfort with their lack of understanding. Whereas now, I don't know, I guess, you know, and it's funny because 20 years ago we were like a lot more singular in like didactic point of view dog kisses at least are where like today we're a lot more nuanced but people aren't like i don't know yeah it's interesting like we've flipped and then the our staff and our audience has largely flipped the other way i mean it's definitely we you know we have like i think really good conversations about this and what we decided to do is that it's not necessarily our role like we're publishers we play the long game we publish a book that you might read tomorrow you won't you're not going to read any book that we're publishing now tomorrow you're going to read it in like nine months to two years that we're deciding to publish now and then someone might still be reading it a year five years 20 years into the future so like we're more expressing kind of a longer term point of view than like taking planting our stake in specific issues of the moment um but there are some issues of the moment that it makes sense for us to take a stand on on social media and in this case we had the opportunity to join a group and sign on to a letter started by haymarket press of publishers for palestine we were happy to sign and um we felt that saying that we had signed this letter and inviting other publishers to do so was a statement that we were comfortable making on social media because it didn't center us it wasn't like, hey, look how virtuous we are. We have this opinion. We think it's the right opinion. It was more like, this is something we're doing. You're invited to do it, too. And and you want your like political stances and your arguments, even, to be both simultaneously challenging to your audience, but also obvious. You know, like, you don't want to just support their existing point of view. 
you want to push it and challenge it, but at the same time, they shouldn't be surprised with the stance you're taking. Yeah, and like, also, like, I think if you have an audience that needs you to tell them what to think and what you sh what they should believe and what they should do, like... This is a bigger problem. That is kind of a problem, I think. <laughs> you know, like, if you're, um, like, you know, if you're you should have some shared assumptions with your audience probably and you probably do and they so you don't need to lecture them on what those shared assumptions are because you already share them mm -hmm. thanks for joining us once again please send your questions to podcast at microcosmpublishing.com so we can answer them on future episodes and please give us five stars on itunes and everywhere else that podcasts are reviewed you can find us on the internet at microcosm.pub on Twitter at Microcosm. On Facebook at Microcosm Publishing. On Instagram at Microcosm underscore pub. And here in Portland, Oregon on North Williams Avenue. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful week.